0: Praise the Lord. This is Brother Julius Adibumi. Today I'm going through the a teaching series in the book of Philippians. And I pray the Lord will give you understanding so that you comprehend what Apostle Paul was teaching us in his epistle to the Philippians. I start from chapter 1. And the summary of this is you're going to see that Apostle Paul is going to teach us in this Philippians that the preaching of the Word of God should not be with uh, jealousy or strife and then we have to have humbleness of mind and he also gives testimony that he's not yet perfect but he's pressing on and if Apostle Paul says that we individually should be pressing on to enter in in chapter 3 in chapter 4 he went into exhortation for us to rejoice in the Lord always so let's start from Philippians chapter 1 I'm going to go through just reading it and stopping and giving commentary and exhortation from all of these Bible verses this is how we do teaching Paul and Timotheus the servant of Jesus Christ to all the saints in Christ Jesus which are at Philippi with the bishops and deacons Now, I want you to get your Bible and read along. Okay, because I'm starting from chapter 1, verse 1. Verse 2 says, Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine for you all, making requests with joy. Now, let me stop right there. Apostle Paul is giving us what we should be praying for. You may say "Well, he, he was praying for them because he was the minister. Every believer, you are expected to be praying. Have some regular time of prayer for yourself that you are praying, not if you say you don't have anything to pray for. Maybe you don't have any need, but pray for some believers. Pray for the body of Christ. And this is an example of what Apostle Paul is praying for, for the believer. If you think you are already okay, maybe when you read some of this you will see what you should also be praying for yourself because what he was praying for the believers here that they should be perfected by the lord and walk in uprightness you should pray that for yourself also that lord will make you that, that way why because don't tell me you are already perfect because the bible said god has put in his body in the body of christ that was in ephesians chapter 4 about eleven, that god has put the apostles evangelists pastors Evangelists, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers in the body of Christ for the perfecting of the saints. Perfecting of the saints. So, we, you and I, we are called to be saints, but we are not perfected yet. So, the teachings, the letters of the apostles, and the teachings of the teachers in the Bible, in the body of Christ, and this is an example of what we are reading here, is to make, all, make every one of us perfect, perfect in our walk with the Lord. So, as you can see, as you are not perfected yet, keep reading and keep praying this prayer that you see Apostle Paul, praying for other people, praying for yourself also, and also pray it for other believers. You don't need to mention a particular person's name, just say all oh, the body of believers, everyone that have come to Christ, lord do this for all, the all of us so that we can grow in grace so that is the type of prayer you are seeing here and i continue i was apostle Paul in verse 4 philippians chapter 1 he said always in every prayer of mine every prayer of mine for you all making requests with joy what was he requesting for for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now being confident of this very thing that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Who has begun this good work in them? The Lord Jesus Christ. So God is the one that is walking in us once we give our life to him. So Apostle Paul is saying it's having confidence in the Lord God that he's praying to us. He started this race to bring us to the fullness of the stature of Christ. He will perform it as we yield to the Holy Spirit in us and the Holy Spirit is in you once you have given your life to Christ the Holy Spirit is deposited in you but you have to be baptized in the Holy Ghost as an additional power that is what the baptism of the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues represents which he wants to give to everyone that we ask because he said these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall cast out devils and they say in my name they shall speak with new tongues that is for every believer so if you have not been baptized in the Holy Ghost with speaking in tongues according to mark chapter 16 verse 17 then you need to ask in prayer ask the lord to fill you with the holy spirit so that you can speak in tongues because the speaking in tongues is to make to edify your spirit we use the speaking in another language for edifying of ourselves now let's go on in verse 5 verse 6 of Philippians chapter 1 verse 7 says and even as it is meet for me to think this of you all because i have you in my heart in as much as both in my bones and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel you are all partakers of my grace for god is my record how greatly i long after you all in the bowels of jesus christ so he's praying that he believe god that they all will arrive at the feet of jesus christ at the end So the purpose of preaching the gospel is to win souls for the kingdom. Invite people to come to Christ. And when you have given your life to Christ, we have to keep exhorting you. That's the teaching that we are putting, teaching on the radio also, for those who have listened, who have given their life to Christ, because we may not be able to get to you otherwise through the same radio broadcasting. So we take time to do teaching also on the radio. But listen to those teaching. Live your life according to the exhortation we are giving to you. And we believe God who has started this work in you, we perfect it, we perform it, and make you arrive at Jesus' feet at the end, that we will see you when Christ shall arrive, that this fellow stood firm from the time he gave his life life to Christ. And we will be grateful to God that he kept you in faith. And that's the same thing, Apostle Paul is saying here, that he longed after them, in the boroughs of jesus christ they long to make sure that to see that they also arrive because i'm shooting to arrive at the feet of jesus christ to live for him and be perfected and arrive at the end so you are I'm praying also that all of you that are listening, that have given your life to christ through these radio ministries you also will arrive there and stay true to the end in christ jesus and you arrive at the feet of jesus christ and that is the prayer of support to all those years have been witnessing to verse 9 said. And this I pray now, this is the prayer, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Love is what God is putting in the heart of sins. Verse 10, that ye may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ. So we are to keep ourselves holy till the day of Christ, till Christ appear. That's what it means. And it, if it does not appear in your lifetime, till you pass on to glory, you want that the Lord will keep you in Christ, because those who die in Christ, they go to a resting place, a better place called Paradise, waiting for the resurrection when Christ we raised them up on the last day to live again on this planet and live with Jesus Christ and forever and forever. We are we are going to inherit this planet and all the universes God has created. Only the Christians. Now, verse eleven said, "Apostle Paul is still." Pray, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, prayer is that we should be filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ. Now our righteousness is not our own righteousness. So that's why I say by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Remember, we are saved and called to the kingdom so that Christ can live inside us. It is Jesus Christ living inside us that we make cause to be like him, to walk like him. So you have to just yield to his word and that's how he's going to begin to live inside you and me. When we yield to the exhortations of the word of God as we are reading right now, as we are reading the book of Philippians, Ephesians and all these things, those are letters to the church how we should conduct our life. And that is how Christ lives inside us because as we are obeying his word in the scriptures, he is able to maneuver us because Christ living inside us, is living his life through us. That is why every righteousness we have now is by Jesus Christ, not by our own struggle. The Jews tried to struggle to obey the laws of Moses; they couldn't do it because there is no power in them to do it. But when Jesus Christ comes into our life, that is the power that makes us to do it. it. becomes easy to do all those exhortations because it is Christ living His life through us. Remember that. So that's why when you see his letter in verse eleven, he said. He prayed that we be filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ. So our righteousness is now by Jesus Christ living in his life through us. It's a power, you know, that makes us to be able to do the righteousness. Unto the glory and praise of God. That's why it is when we are doing those righteousness, we are praising God who has given us the power to do it. Almost like when Jesus Christ was preaching about and he performed some miracle, he said, well, the, the people who... Praise God who has given this such such power to man. You See, they said they praise God who has given such power unto man. So when they see that signs and wonders that Jesus Christ did, they said they were praising God who has given such power unto humanity. That any human being can do this through the power of God. We are thanking God that He gave give this power to man. So the same way, when we live this righteous life, that the Bible says, verse 11 that said, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by jesus christ so it is jesus christ that is living his life through us and it's now we're glorifying god who has make it possible for us to to manifest that righteousness of jesus in our life verse 12 said but i would you should understand brethren that the things which happened to me are falling out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel now apostle Paul is going to tell them about his own personal experience and what is the pastor experience he was talking about here in this verse, chapter 1 of Philippians? He was trying to just report to the Philippians the Philippian church are the people that he converted and they were in Christ Jesus and he left the place and went to other places and they always send pastors to continue to exhort them. Timothy was a pastor. So now he was saying, I want you to, to understand what happened to me, the persecution he faced when he was arrested and so on, and when he was now in Rome as a prisoner for Christ. A prisoner for preaching the gospel, that he was. You see that in the book of Acts of the Apostles, in the last chapters, he was arrested in Jerusalem for preaching the gospel and then brought to Rome. So he's going to tell his experience right now in this next few verses. He said, I will you to understand, brethren, what the, that the things which happen unto me are falling out rather unto the forerunners of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace, that's like the Caesar's palace and in all other places and many of the brethren in the lord waxing confident by my bonds are much more bold to speak the word without fear now what was he saying now he is reporting his experience in the in in the before Caesar because when he was when he appealed to Caesar in the book of of the apostles and he was transported to Rome and they put him with the gas and there will be a time when he, he will appear before the emperor Caesar in those days. So he was now saying, even while he was there, because of his way of life and the reason why he was there, and he was also still witnessing to even all the people that are workers, you know, all the servants of the king, of the of, him, of the emperor, that were working in the palace, because they always have a, a palace for the emperor, and also, he was staying with some soldiers that are keeping him. He wasn't in prison like in a shame, but was kept because he has not been condemned. He has not even faced trial. That's what he has appealed. So what the, according to the history then, he was just kept with some soldiers to stay with him so that he could go anywhere he wants to within the city and come back and the soldiers just kept up of him until the day of the trial. So, but. He, and knowing Apostle Paul. he will be witnessing to all these guys all those soldiers the servants the stewards those that are cleaners so and many people begin to recognize that this is the reason why this man was here and very soon some people are being converted so that's why he also said that many other believers are now bold to even preach the gospel that's what he was reporting that what has happened to me the bonds the imprisonment that look like it's still not imprisonment still like a bond because he couldn't go freely it's not free yet but he was permitted until the day of his trial, to go within some distance, almost like what you call city arrest, you can't go beyond this, this distance until you appear in court. So he said, many of the brethren in the law, waxing confident by my bones are much bold, much more bold to speak the word without fear, when they see that Apostle Paul is is in bond just because of the gospel, they also are bold to preach the gospel. Now verse fifteen. Now it's trying to compare some people are preaching it for some different reasons. Some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. Now you can see the same thing happen right now, even in the generation that we're in. I have seen some people when they see that you are preaching the gospel on the radio, they fail challenged to to go on the radio also and preach whatever they want to preach. Even some moral religion will try to preach their own doctrine also. Well, said, well, these people are preaching on the radio and they also want their own voice to be heard. So it's like jealousy. So that's what Apostle Paul is saying here. Some preach Christ even of envy and strife and some of goodwill. Others see that, yeah, this brother is preaching on the radio, is reaching some people. Maybe if we preach on another radio, we may reach some more people. Not that they are preaching something different, but they just want to reach more people, which is also good because we cannot get to all the radio stations and you have to remember even the radio station you are listening to is just one out of many radio stations. Many people don't listen to every radio station so if you are listening to this one maybe this radio station is, is getting to this type of people and this type of places and the other radio stations are what other people listen to but if you other people can get over there it, pays, it takes money to put your broadcast on the radio station then you'll be reaching some other crowd so that is why the people that are preaching out of goodwill will be going to get to other people because they say this brother is preaching on radio and we can preach similar things but we want to reach more people for Christ so that's why he says some people are preaching it out of goodwill, but others are preaching out of envy and jealousy because they see this man is preaching his own doctrine and they want to go and preach contrary doctrine or preach that he's not the only one that is preaching we also preach too other religions will try to do the same thing. They say well these people are evangelical, we can also bring our own church someone there which may not even edify anybody, but they just want to be represented by our church too, our denomination also. We are also on radio, see. That is one why he said some are doing out of envy and strife while others are doing as a good will. But anyone that is doing for Christ should be winning souls for Christ, not winning soul to your church or to your Prophet and win souls for Christ for the kingdom of God that is coming. That is why this message of the gospel, if you are doing for Christ at all, if you pointed to Christ, how to live for Christ, how to get to heaven, how to get into the rapture. You want to be in the rapture? The rapture is not limited to just this particular denomination or this particular group. Anyone that is born again. So if you are not born again, you better come on to Christ and be born again. So that's why we are preaching, pointing people to Christ so that people can get ready for the Lord's coming but others may be preaching just because they are doing it for envy of this radio minister is preaching in his own doctrine let's go preach our church doctrine also which may not benefit anyone else listening except that church members but the gospel is to be preached to point to Christ verse 16 the apostle Paul is having the same experience in his own time he said the one preached Christ of contention not sincerely Supposing to add affliction to my bones that is if he he hear what they are saying it will get him upset that look at at what they are preaching That's what add affliction to his bones means So they will be preaching something that is not quite right And from what he has been preaching because he knows he has has direct revelation from God Those who are preaching heresy could could quickly determine them even though they claim to also be preaching Christ If they are preaching Christ mixed with something else he can tell And that will make him more angry that's what he mean by add affliction to my bones Verse 17 says, but the order of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. The others are the people that are preaching the gospel, but they want to reach more people. They Apostle Paul is preaching over here. Well, let's go preach over there and get more people into Christ. They are pointing people to Christ. And you don't need to go and be plowing where somebody already plowed. There are other fields that need to be plowed. So that's what he says. Other people say, well, let's get more people in. Let's go to this section of the of the town and preach let's put our own on the radio station over there and get more people into Christ you can preach the same thing but just make sure that you're getting to to new people that are going to come to Christ so that because the kingdom of God Christ said my house must be full my house must be full so we all have to reach more people okay verse 17 said, but the order of love knowing that I am several different of the gospel verse 18 what then Notwithstanding everywhere, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached. As long as they preach Christ, I'm satisfied. Whatever reason why they are preaching Christ, is satisfied whether it is for jealousy, it doesn't matter to people. Whether it is for love, that's, let's get more people in. Or as far as it's concerned, it's like I do rejoice that they are preaching Christ. First, 94, I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer, and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ. What does it mean by my salvation? He's talking about you will be delivered from, from the emperor when he goes to triumph. He believed that when people are preaching because what he is going through is firing up other believers, that will make that will be a prayer for him. That God, that is why perhaps the Lord will spare him. That's what he said. He said, I know that this shall turn to my salvation. Through your prayers, of course, he wanted to still pray for him. So that we can be free from this uh, bondage of being imprisoned by the emperor. Verse 20 says, According to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body. Whether it be by life or by death. Now, Apostle Paul doesn't care, but you have to remember, he, by that time was an old man. When you say old man, or something he was aged. To the point that he couldn't walk around. But he had been preaching the gospel for many 30 40 or many years, before he was arrested by in Jerusalem. So he was now classified as one of the seniors. So he said he was he doesn't care whether he he die or live, because the emperor was killing people in those days, believers. He said, but he believed that he is going to glorify Christ in his body. Verse twenty one is key. Many people quoted this Bible verses, but it's not defined that everybody should, should we, we die. He said, "He said for me to live is Christ, and if he is living, is serving Christ, and to die is gain, and if he dies, is going to be with Christ." Verse 40, 22 said, "But I, if I live in the flesh, that is, he is going to live." That you have to remember. This is a key thing about the life, our life. We are spirits living in this body. We are spirits and soul living in this physical body that we call flesh and our body is like a it's like a earth suit when you see the astronauts when they go to the moon they have to put on a what you call space suit almost like a a masquerade also but the one that is real them is inside a masquerade clothes that they call space suit this our body is actually our own earth suit we are like masquerade putting on this physical body called earth suit and we are looking through the eye gifts, our eyes, are we are inside looking through our eyes to the world. And that is really what we are. So Apostle Paul is saying, when he put on, when he put off this body, he will be living somewhere. And that's really what this Bible verse is pointing at, so you can know that this physical body is not it, it's just a cloth we are wearing. In verse 22 he said, but if I live in the flesh, that is if you are living in the flesh, you are in the physical body, they say, So for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Verse 21. If he's living, he's going to be preaching Christ. If he die, he's going to go and be with Christ. The spirit and soul will go and be with Christ. That's why it means the gain. But verse 22 says, But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I, sh- I, sh- I will not. So now you can see from that verse 2, Apostle Paul is saying, It is a choice. It's your choice whether you live or die. God is not the one that's killing us. God doesn't kill human beings. But when we are serving the Lord, you have the right to decide when you want to go. If you don't want to go, you can say, Lord, I don't want to die. He said, the number of your days I will fulfill. With long life will I satisfy you. That's what Psalm 91 verse 15 was saying. So God actually promised us long life. He said, I will satisfy you. So Which means, even though it is the situation on earth that makes death to come into the world, but God still promised long life for those that are serving Him and walking under, the, that are dwelling under the shadow of the Almighty. In some night now He say, "I will satisfy with long life," which means uh, when you are not satisfied, just say, "The Father, I'm not ready to come yet." And you have the choice. You have a choice. You have to. You have the part to play. And that's what Apostle Paul is saying. Here. That's what Apostle Paul is saying. There, he said, "I am." a verse says. I uh, said, I don't know what i should choose, I to him, but I, to, if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet, what I shall choose, I want not. So, now, he is one that's going to choose. Not God, because he's not choosing whether you should be killed or you should live. No, He said, what I shall choose, I want not. Which means He's going to choose. Yeah, you are going to choose. If you have power with God, you can choose when you are ready to go. When you are ready to go, just say, no, I'm not ready to go. And the law will, will stand by you. Well, because it's not the Lord that is killing human beings, it is Satan that is killing human beings, dragging them to hell. Or those who are sins, when they die, they go to paradise, they just take them to paradise. But the death is not caused by God in the first place. So, you have the, when you have authority over Satan, then you can choose whether you want to go or you don't want to go, Also, Because after people have lived so long or not, and they are no more having, enjoying it, they are so old, and the new generation don't know them, they would rather want to go. If somebody live for one or something years old, and the new generation of people that are ruling the world, they just look at you like old person and you yourself if you if you even if they are strong they can walk around new technology all over the world, they become like strangers, not so so they will rather, rather want to go out of here go be with the Lord. So that is why it is a choice. If you have power by Satan, you can the devil can kill you because God has given us authority over Satan also, that is our choice where we want to go. Apostle Paul is giving us that insight here that what I shall choose I what not. what Timothy says, for I am in a strait between two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. So as far as he's concerned, if he died and go to go and be with the Lord, he believes that is far better. And that's true because they are going to be in a place of rest. The physical body that they put in the grave, is just a coat it's it's a athlete suit that he was wearing which people put away and he trusted god says going to give them another one when they resurrect in the end because it is god that created that one in the first place that grow with man it came from when they are born but grow with man god can do it again and that's says exactly what god is going to do in the end we so raise them up at the last day god will raise people up at the last day that kisses Verse so the first place, nevertheless to abide in the flesh is more needful for you that is apostle is saying for him to live in the flesh is more needful for the believer then he can teach them he can keep exhorting them that is why he believed that he will he will be pardoned by the by caesar and he will live and not die and that is what he's claiming in this place that if he's to choose he rather go to be with christ because he has preached for almost 30 something years and he's, if he believes that it's a, he's, if he goes right now it's far more better for him to go and build the lord and rest but he said that. But if he live in the flesh, he, that will still be needful for the believers that he has been teaching, and they will be able to teach them more. That's what he was saying here. He said, "But to die to live is Christ, and to die is gain." But he says he is one that's going to choose. That is key thing I wanted to get in this chapter one. So when you live for Christ, you have a choice when to whether you want to go. you have to go. When devil is trying to attack you. You can resist in the devil, and the Lord is standing by you. Verse twenty-five said, "Having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your forwards and joy of faith." He has the confidence that he will abide in the flesh and be and continue to be with them. Verse twenty-six said, "That your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you again. Only let your conversation be as it's becoming the gospel of Christ." Now he said that he believe he's going to come and visit them again when he's released. But now he said, I want you to just have your conversation to be as becoming the gospel of Christ. Now he's giving the exhortation now to them. Whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs that ye stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. And in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an even evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. Now don't be afraid of them but stand firm in christ it's giving them explanation right now that that even if i don't come and you want to hear that the testimony of you i'm hearing is you're standing firm in the faith from verse 28 it's going to give us one more key there he said don't be terrified by your adversaries to them that thing they think you are going to be destroyed but for you is salvation for 29 he said for unto you for unto all of us it is given in the behalf of christ not only to believe on him but also to suffer for his sake that is, it is given to us, not just to believe in Christ, but already to suffer for His sake. So when the uh, the, the enemy, the persecutor, want to persecute us, don't be afraid. Just know that it is part of the package of following Christ. But start said, having this same conflict which he saw in me and now here to be in me. He say, this is the same thing you have heard about himself, that he has been preaching the gospel and he has been arrested and persecuted. So you all know that we are all appointed to be persecuted. don't be afraid of them, but Christ is on our side. I'll continue this in the next broadcast.